Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. It's fascinating, dude, because this this typically, right, it's typically most exaggerated, and you, and, and you see this happen in the closest relationships, especially with kids and spouses. And Like I was noticing last week, I, I, I like that you brought up that point because Amber was frustrated or sad about something. I can't remember. And I was feeling stressed in that moment. And I felt like, man, I just want her to be, I need her to be okay. Um, and I was like driving away from the house. Like, I think it was in the morning and I had to go to work and I was like, man, and I, I caught myself in that moment. And I was like, it was, it was a, re- it was like a literal thought of, I, I can't, I can't put that on her. And for me to be okay, she has to be okay. Um, so I literally had that experience in the last week. And I think that what you said is, is true. That that's not healthy. Yeah. Cause it will, it will crush the other person mm-hmm. or we, yeah. or, or like, or if someone puts those expectations on you and you try to meet them, you will never meet their, you will never meet what their need is because you're not God. And they yeah. aren't God either. If you're trying to have your joy, happiness, fulfillment on that person thing, but that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. And, and that's a lot of pressure for someone to put on you. And that's the importance of being, of being your own individual person. Being differentiated is knowing that I am not God and not, neither is this other person. So I, that means that I won't be able to fulfill all, that per, all those person's needs that other person won't be able to fulfill all of my needs and that's okay. And like, it's, it gets really messy and scary when we're talking about, about especially, especially spouses and kids, because you can get wrapped up in this other person's life. So, and it it looks like that's, you're just being a loving spouse. You're being a love, a loving uh, parent. But if you're, if your joy is connected where you're only able to be joyful when they are, that's the difference. See, like I can be happy that you're happy, but it's, Oh, if you're sad, I can't, I, I can't be happy if you're sad. Like I can be happy about like, it's, it's like this, uh, it gets, it gets pretty complicated, but it, it's knowing that our identity is first in, in who Christ is. And it's a benefit of, of being a follower of Christ is because we're seeing that like, we're, we are all pointing towards what he wants for us and what and how Jesus wants us to live. That's a different bar than trying to live up to someone else's standards or trying to make everybody live up to our standards. Yeah, and I mean, dude, here's here's react, the real thing like when we get codependent, when we get enmeshed, when we try when we when we're not okay unless someone else is okay, it's just not helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. No. I think about like, I coach, man, I coach, I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Like, I coach like six to eight people and I love it. I love meeting with people. I love working through their goals and stuff, but it works in that setting because I'm differentiated. I'm not like, I, I'm not, I'm not enmeshed with any of these people. And it really helps, I think, to have an objective person but it's funny mm. when we're in our closest relationships, like marriage and, and kids and stuff, like when we show up enmeshed, when we show up codependent, we're not helping. Yeah. <laughs> we're not helping in that moment because we're usually too emotionally charged, not objective. 
we're like we're ex- we're expecting something from that other person when we really should just be like meeting them where they are. Yeah. And and like getting to the the reason why it's compassionate to be differentiated because like if we use the example of you like when Amber was sad last week. If you were if you needed just the same amount of like uh man, encouragement or compassion that she needed, you're not going to be a good comforter to them. That's why we're no. supposed to comfort, comfort those who need it. Um, and the only way we can do that is bring something that's missing to the situation. But if we're there, if we're at the same level all the time and we're like, we don't know how to act without the way they're acting or vice versa. If we're demanding that people feel exactly how we feel, that's man, that is, that's not helpful. That's not what actual community and relationship looks like because the beauty of community and relationship is the differences is the, is, is how we strengthen each other within those weaknesses that like, that's the, that's the weird thing where we're like uh, genuine community doesn't look like a whole bunch of copies, carbon copies of each other. It's just a messy group of people meeting each other where they are at. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, I just kind of had an aha moment there. Like, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to treat my coaching clients better than I treat my wife. Um, but when you can come into a situation objective, you, you're just more helpful. Like, I, I, I just think that if I'm exp- like, because because last week with Amber, it was almost like I was like, man, I just want you to be okay, because then I can be okay. And it's like, that's not helpful. So it's like, I, I, whoever asked this question, I wish I knew more, more about what exactly they're facing. But, but like, if you're needing others to be okay for you to be okay, like, that's not healthy. And I think, I think then the goal then is you need to be healthy on your own. You need to be okay on your own. Um, I need to be okay on mine. Not that I don't need people, but like, I've got to do my own work. My okayness can't be dependent upon someone else being okay. Yeah. Hmm. That doesn't mean if Amber's sad, I can't be sad with her. Right. Or I can't, which is empathy, or Mm -hmm. I can't show her compassion, which is just like showing up and being present and and caring about the situation she's in. Um, or being sympathetic and being able to like cognitively understand where she might be coming from. All of those things are helpful. But like, if that doesn't mean that like I'm showing up expecting her to be okay so that I can be okay. That's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if the question was like, how will I know I'm okay? That was kind of like, that was the, that was the statement connected to it. Yeah. It was like codependency knowing I will be okay. Is what is what was said. Mm. Yeah, this is going to sound cliche, but it is like one of those. Do I do I believe? Do I actually have a faith that's real? Do I believe that I that things? If I have this relationship with Jesus, doesn't mean that my life is going to be exactly the way I want it to be all the time. No, but there's that like peace beyond all understanding. Man, I'm. I could go, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ways to go with that. But if it's, will I be okay without this relationship with this person that I'm codependent on? Yes, you will be okay. It'll be hard, but it's the pain that you want 
You want that temporary pain because you will be stronger and healthier if you're able to be your own independent person who is dependent on other people. Like that's, that's the thing. Like we need each other. We need other people, but we need to know that like where I start and you begin. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.